This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. Hamilton City Council is holding a by-election in Hamilton East following the death of Councillor Margaret Forsyth. The aim of this programme, taking place each Wednesday between now and the 11th of August, is to allow by-election candidates to inform you, the voter, about who they are and what they stand for. The key ground rule is the candidates are allowed a maximum of 15 minutes to answer my questions. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews, Donna Pokere Phillips. Uh, kia ora matatai. <laughs> Tell us about your background. Uh, so I hold a Masters in Law. I actually have a local government background. So I've worked for central and local government. Uh, worked in council and I've worked for the Independent Māori Statutory Board, uh, which was working on behalf of Iwi in Tamaki Makaurau. Uh, so I have a strong background in the legal processes and the policy processes, so that's my bag. And I'm a jack of many other trades mm. as well. So I've been living in Hamilton for 25 years. Why have you decided to stand in the council by-election for Hamilton East? Uh, well, I do have a political background and uh, the fact that, that uh, my children and now my grand grandchildren have been brought up in, in Hamilton, Kirikiriro, um, it's a beautiful city and I have an invested interest. So my tamariki have got a lot out of uh, uh, Hamilton, Kirikiriro, plus I do whakapapa to Ngāti Mahanga and my husband also whakapapas to Waikato Tainui. What has the current council elected in 2019 been doing well, do you think? Um, I, I think overall, if you look at a number of different councils, we've been tracking along uh, really well. I, I do have some major, major concerns, and that's coming from a ratepayers' perspective. Uh, one is about the 10-year uh, um, uh, long-term plan and how we've got $6 billion tagged for that. What that translates to to the ratepayers is more rates. Um, the other concern I have is the high salaries for our CEO and our CFO, uh, who is on $440,000, and the CFO is on $300,000. Now that's nearly a million dollars for two salaries. Our Prime Minister, who works seven days a week and works really, really hard, is only on $30,000 more than our CEO, and that's an issue for me. And I guess equity and how bureaucrats are, um, make decisions on where certain services are provided and where they choose not to provide services. So I think going across the whole of Hamilton Kirikiriro, there needs to be an understanding and a transparency in that process because I've experienced uh, inequitable decision-making, which I have concerns about. One of the reasons why I stood, why I've decided to stand for local government, and the other one is about our fur babies. Uh, my fur baby was treated as a villain, and in that process we have a th uh, uh, ABC category, and he was, I called it the, uh, he so we have a good citizen dog, a naughty dog, and a bloody bad dog. And my dog was classed as a bloody bad dog, and I wanted evidence to show how council had got to that decision making and they couldn't do it 
and they traumatised my whānau. They uh, um, got a warrant to break into our home. They still couldn't produce the evidence and I was going to take them to court. So those types of decision-making at a bureaucratic level, I want to sort out. And I want to protect your fur baby as if it was my fur baby. Because our fur baby, who died at the age of 14 only a few months ago, was like the like our whānau. So, so we love our, our dogs. And, and what I do love about Hamilton is the walkways, the bikeways, uh, the, or the cycleways, um, and in particular, all the work that's happening around the Waikato River which is attracting tourists and attracting us to our river. So, our, our, like I've said in my campaign, the Waikato River uh, entertains us, sustains us and divides us and we've got to look after that taonga. So there's um, a lot uh, a lot to unpack there that you're mm. thinking about, um, both in terms of uh, positives and negatives. I guess starting with the rates, which we were talking about, uh, or you were talking about a moment ago, um, how do you think the rates could be... I mean, because they're always going to be increasing, uh, arguably, because of inflation and because of uh, the growing city and the increasing costs. Um, but what way can we reduce the increases? Well, well, let's start with the rates because I think honesty is the best policy. So what Hamilton City Councillors are promoting is our 8.9% increase. Um, and, and that's all fine because that actually sits, sits under the national average. However, whether not being totally transparent is the extra 4.4 increase that's going to be added onto that and the 4.5 increase that's going to be added onto that, which equals 17.8%. So when you say there's going to be a rates increase, I want to know how much in totality is that rate going to increase. 8.9 is not being totally honest. 17.8% is actually being honest. And um, I know that with 4.5% of that is to do with our water reforms. And there are major issues and concerns that I have with the water reform that at the end of the day, all councils are going to, um, one, ask the ratepayer to pay 4.5% extra in rates for compliance. However, what people don't understand about the water reforms is that you and I um, are going to be held liable at the end of the day if we belong to a kohanga reo, kurukaupapa, church, school, uh, community hall, and we are the endpoint supplier. We're going to be held liable if something happens to those waterways. Now, they come about because of what happened in Havelock North. North. The issue I have is why should you and I and the community be held liable when the council are actually taking the rates for compliance and yet the polluter who polluted those waterways in the first place is not being held liable. So the liability has shifted back to the community and you would only know that if, one, you had a legal background, two, you understood policy, and three, you've worked in this space before. And I know out of all the 24 that I'm the one that's most experienced in that space. One, at a central government level, and two, at a local government level. So the strength that I bring is I can have a look at what's happening in Wellington and see how it impacts on you and I at a local level. Tell us about your thoughts on the controversial Innovating Streets trial on Ross Trevor Street and Ward Street <laughs> in the Hamilton CBD. I don't know about you. We drive around the roundabout and I literally put my hands up. 
uh, uh, it just it's ugly. Uh, whoever designed it <laughs> needs to find another job. And really, all it is is about. I understand the concept. So I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not against the concept. However, get buy-in from your community. Go around and see what your community wants. For example, um, uh, uh, one of the parks that, that that my home backs onto had all these wonderful wonderful playgrounds that the kids could play on. Well, they took it down and they upgraded the courts. However, they took took away all the playgrounds that all our babies play on and there's only two swings left and they had a whole raft of different things to play on. Not once did council come around to our community and say what do you want to be replaced or what do you want taken out of your park? Instead somebody sat behind an office desk and made a decision and that's how I see what's happened there. Someone had a great idea. Go out and communicate with your community. What are your priorities if you were to get a seat on council? Um, reducing rates. And definitely rates is an issue. And it doesn't matter if you own a home or you're a renter. Your rates is incorporated in your rent. And, and as a homeowner, you're automatically responsible for your rates. So definitely those uh, rates is a big concern. And like I said, there's a $6 billion spend for the next 10 years. Uh, it's all very well spending money. But, you know, we all have to tighten the belt. And, and um, uh, creating debt is not a way of tightening the belt. Let's prioritise what's important for our community because when you put a $6 billion debt onto our community, who's going to pay for it? Not a councillor's salary, that's for real, but but uh, maybe a CEO's salary might pay, pay for it. But, but you know my point, eh? The point is let's prioritise and, and, and do what's important and create an environment where, one, you want to bring your children, your grandchildren in uh, to live. Um, also, what's really dear to my heart too is that social housing is a major issue, homelessness is a major issue and it doesn't matter what side of the community you come from we all want people to have, have safe uh, affordable healthy homes right so um, if I become a councillor what I would say is I would use the council's uh, rates remission policy and say if you invest in social housing to house those that need to be housed then the council should invest in you and either look at a rates remission for those homes or some other incentive because the problem is the reason why we have homelessness is because we don't have the supply so we need to encourage and think out the box and I'm really good at thinking out the box and that's another way of um, ensuring that we don't have homelessness in our community. What areas um, of council funding do you think could be deprioritized to uh, help reduce the rates increases? Um, gosh, uh, certainly we. I, I think we need to look at our ten-year plan, and I certainly think that we need to reprioritise that ten-year plan. And if I was in council, uh, I would go through it with a. Uh, uh, if I was elected to be a councillor, I'd certainly start with our ten-year plan because your ten-year plan is your rubber stamp on what you're going to do for the next ten years, and everything else is really on the peripheral of that. So that's where I would start. Lastly, why should residents of Hamilton vote for you? Well, you know, people always say we need people with diverse, diverse thinking. Well, 
I do have that diverse thinking. I also am an indigenous woman and, and I am a Māori woman. So by having that diverse thinking and that diverse uh, um, experiences, I bring something unique to Hamilton City Council. Um, I'm also a, a board member on Norton Primary School and what I love about our school and why our primary school is so successful is that the school mirrors their children. For example, 75% of our children are Māori. So 75% of the staff are Māori. Then, then there's a, a, a small percentage of Asian and Muslim children. And so they have, make sure that they have a Muslim teacher and Asian, so that their teachers reflect their children so their children can say I feel like I belong here and and I think it's important that councils reflect their community um, you know I've been uh, um, promoting Māori wards um, decolonising oppressive names and you know there's a lot of lot of issues around that but locally I've been doing my thing with um, Hamilton City Council and advocating for certain positions within council and policies and, um, and I did state when I was sitting there, I look around the table and I don't see anyone around the table that actually represents me. So it's important that we have a, a across the board representation and the community shouldn't be afraid of that. Because um, what I see in my community is that my people aren't voting. Why? Because they don't see council represents them. If we take on the policy of the school that I represent as a, as a board member, we get a lot more buy-in with the families because they see that their school represents them. And I see council in very much the same way. Thank you for coming on the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0, Donna Pokere-Phillips. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.